Welcome to The Astrology Show. My name is Nick from Astrology Explained. Many people have been asking me about the astrology of 2020 and what it all means. I'm going to take it one step further and say that what is the purpose of the astrology of 2020? What is the purpose of everything that's happening as the intent of this special episode of The Astrology Show? I will do my best to explain everything as clearly as possible, but it is very complicated and there's a lot going on, as you might know. The fundamental purpose of the astrology of 2020 and what it is trying to tell us in humanity is to stay humble and to force us to grow up. As cliche as that is, and as much as everyone says that all the time about every generation, you know, you're, you're the generation that will grow up and be the better generation. But now it's truly represented by the archetypes of the planets involved, all the Capricorn planets. It actually is about individual responsibility and individual growth because society, which is what Capricorn represents on a level, is made up of the individuals and how much the individual wishes to be in society, how good of a person they wish to be, how bad of a person they wish to be, how much they wish to contribute, what they do, what they contribute, who they are, and who they are to the people around them. And most importantly, who they are when no one's looking. That's all fundamentally Capricorn. And this year with Pluto and Capricorn, although this entire decade really, the 2010s, as well as the square to the planet Eris and Aries, we see a disruption in the world around us and a lot of suffering this year, and a lot of pain and a lot of discord and stress and strife and change and challenges. The purpose is to force individuals to find a sense of strength in themselves, a sense of center, a sense to ground themselves in something. Capricorn, the archetype of Capricorn, represents our ability to focus our energy and to master. It's the height of human personality. But it's also mastering our ability to handle intensely hard situations. The archetype of like a fireman running into a fire to save people and to put out the fire, they're tapping into, in part, their Capricorn. It's the ability to push oneself beyond what we think of ours as our limits. It can represent the best in people or the worst in people. And this year, depending on the individual, where you're at, how you handle the Capricorn energy, what it represents for you will determine the lessons that are involved for you and the level of growth for you. Like it's very much individual, but just it's important to focus on the idea that self-reliance, my own perseverance, my own ability to suck it up for lack of better terms and to just persevere and to look forward. Capricorn energy represents the sense of self-reliance, a sense of self-control, a sense of self-perseverance, a sense that when times are tough, we don't let ourselves crumble. That is what this is about. And that's what no one wants to hear. That it sounds like a cliche, like it's just put your chin up and just get through and deal. But no, it's more important. It's an internal sense of strength and the ability to, like Capricorn, like a the goat, the ability to climb a, you know, a side of a mountain, almost a vertical face, and your ne next step could kill you. Like Every step they take, the rocks could fall, or they could slip, or they could fall, but they do it anyways. It's one goat separate from another goat over there doing the same thing, but they're not you know, helping each other. It's, it's individual ability to push oneself past what you think of as your own limits. And that doesn't have to apply to just always achieving. It can apply to, you know, emotional issues like being able to push oneself past what you think of as your ability to handle, you know, emotional issues or to handle a certain situation or comply to physical challenges. That's a really easy one. But just it doesn't have to just be like the traditional cliche sense of like pushing oneself. It can be anything.
when you do that, it builds that strength and you're able to climb the quote mountain and have greater focus and greater determination and greater perseverance to push oneself to be better in society as an individual. Anyone who has been rock climbing knows what I'm talking about. You know, every handhold, you're focused intently on every hand placement, every foot placement. You're, you're fully in the moment, fully focused on yourself to be the best person you can be. And in the sense of rock climbing, it's being the best person you can be in the context of rock climbing. So being in the best position possible, having the best you know, mindset possible, all of these things. And that's what Capricorn at the highest level represents is being the best person you can be for yourself to the individual. Like everyone's different. We're all going to have our different best person we can be. We all have different things to give to the world. But right now, these times call for us to all do that. And part of that is we have to suffer. We have to humble ourselves as, as a culture, as a humanity, because we have pushed so hard the the negatives of the Capricorn archetype, even previous to the Pluto and Capricorn transit. We've overemphasized materialism and kind of this idea that that's all that matters. And it's kind of coming to, and so the more you've done that, kind of the more you might suffer now in some ways. And it doesn't just mean like materialism, materialism is bad, but it's this kind of idealism. It's just, we, we give away our own self to the external, either whether it's a person or an idea or a thing. Now, why is that important for this year? Well, as we're going through the coronavirus crisis and all the changes and stuff, we're realizing that people in authority can't be relied on always. And it doesn't mean everyone. It just means that they're, there's kind of like this general sense of like, well, okay, someone else will get it. Someone else in authority, someone else who's you know, smarter or better than me will take care of me, basically. The kind of cancer, the opposite of Capricorn archetype of like, someone will take care of me. And it's like, no, no, you need to learn how to take care of yourself. And not like in like a literal sense, obviously in a literal sense, learn to cook, learn to take care of yourself, learn to all the basics of life. But I just mean on an internal sense too, in and in a, don't look externally for authority or for, you know, what to do or for, you know, who you are. Like that's something that all comes from inside first. You know, to, to quote Plato, the heaviest penalty for declining to rule oneself is to be ruled by someone inferior to yourself. And again, any fool can make a rule and any fool will mind it. Henry David Thoreau. The idea is that, you know, if you don't rule yourself, if you don't have control of oneself and self-discipline and become the master of yourself, someone else will step in to do that. And that is a huge theme for 2020 and what is happening with all of the coronavirus stuff and as well as like the, the general political atmosphere. The Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn gave power to the Saturn and Capricorn archetype. It gave power to those that can control, those that are leaders those in authority. Pluto gives power to whatever sign or planets it touches, as well as many other things. But one thing it can and does do is give power to. And so, you know, we can see that very clearly. Like, the world has never been shut down before. Like, that's just, it's amazing. Like, truly from, like, a, just an a objective standpoint, like, looking at, it's amazing. But at the same time, the level of power there, it's a reflection of whether it's realistic to where people are at in their level of self-governance the government react the governments of the world react in a way that was extreme in my opinion to like if say you're governing a bunch of children you're going to treat them differently than how you would govern a bunch of adults who are very responsible and take care of themselves you wouldn't have to give those adults nearly as many rules and nearly as many 
regulations and stuff and wouldn't have to be nearly as strict with them because they are already, for the most part, doing the things that you would want from them. So that's kind of the, the metaphor here is, well, regardless of whether the government is correct or not, that is kind of how they treated people of the world this year with the coronavirus reaction. It was basically an overreaction to treat, like basically as like we're governments of the world are, you know, the authority, the, the parents or whatever, and y'all are being kids. So we're going to overdo the lockdowns, and overdo the regulations and the strict, you know, the mask ordinance and everything because we think that you can't make those decisions for yourself. But regardless, the metaphor is still there. The archetypal metaphor is still there that what human beings need to learn because that is what has happened. We do need to learn to become authority of ourselves so that that does not happen in the future because otherwise it will get worse and it will become more authoritarian, more control over one's daily life. If one doesn't control their own life and become the authority in their own life, it will come from outside you. And as much as it's nice to have someone else control and kind of set the standards for you and set the, you know, what you need to do and make the decisions for you, that comes at a cost. And that's what all of this is about. That's what that archetype of Capricorn is about with all those planets there, is it's addressing this for humanity because it's a world transit. And those ideas are coming up. And, you know, for you, you address those questions on your own. You know, where are you at with your ideas about authority? How do you view authority? Are you scared of authority? Because if one is scared of authority, then they are, they don't have that authority themselves. The, when you have that authority in yourselves and you see it as not something above you, but as something on the same level as you. And then once you reach that point, then that authority doesn't have the same power over you. And so that's something that's very important to learn this year, especially. And we're seeing a lot in culture and society that it's a reflection of different aspects of that and how people are responding to that lesson that is happening for them. But Pluto has been affecting us, and Pluto and Capricorn has been affecting us for over the past decade. Starting in roughly 2008, it moved into Capricorn, moved back into Sagittarius, and then by 2009, was fully in Pluto, in, Pluto was fully in Capricorn. Lessons that Pluto and Capricorn present over the past decade, <clears throat> excuse me, all have to do with the establishment systems, the establishment authority or the establishment of what we consider in any any industry in in sports and media and movies and politics and industry and you know, corporations all of the in banking all of these are going through a transformation and being the the negatives of those systems which are always there in the background but Pluto brings them to the surface it has been doing this the past 10 plus years and will do so until about 2023 2024 the lesson of Pluto and Capricorn and the purpose behind it is to teach us to not rely on authority for everything and to not give away power to authority. We, it's easy for one to like rely on authority. They make decisions for you and it, it makes life easier because you don't have to think about every single thing in a serious way. You can rely on experts and people who spend their time focusing on any given subject and you take their information and that's great and that there's no problem. But at the same time, if we take that too far and we don't do any thinking for ourselves and we don't do any questioning and we don't take responsibility for ourselves, because that's really what it's about. It's like you're responsible for the information that you take in and being conscious whether that's good information or not. And, you know, this can apply in many ways. And, and we've seen in the early part of the decade, 2010s, Pluto was square to Uranus. And this is this 
first quarter score after the Uranus Pluto conjunction that happened in the sixties. And, you know, we we understand the decade of the sixties and kind of what happened that decade and like the importance of that decade and civil rights and the importance of moving kind of forward that it was a progressive decade, truly progressive in the sense of truly bringing about things into culture and into society that were better, that made society better for more people and for ideally everyone. And now with the square in the, uh, starting in the early 2010s, actually technically 2009, 2008, but really getting heated and to exact square by 2012, issues again related to civil rights came up and you know we america elected their our first black president like that's a huge step so the square represents kind of a uh, you know it's basically the first quarter square is you know are you doing it's a challenge point to say like are you doing the work that was set at the conjunction and so the conjunction of the 60s and kind of the ideas and the civil rights ideas set forth there you know it takes time to kind of implement these things, especially with the slower moving planets. And at the first quarter square, America elected a black president. So it is a positive and like, you know, it is hard right now with all the racial tensions and all stuff happening, but we need to kind of have, have a step back and like look at the perspective of it, of that is something that is a very big cultural change and kind of just in leveling the playing field for kind of perception of people and you know, people, people's perception of, equality and and also the realistic aspect of equality you know the civil rights act and basically after the 60s on paper everyone was equal now it takes time for that to happen you know in, in a real way and so the the first quarter square kind of is a test to that you know is it happening in a real way and at that first quarter quarter square between uranus and pluto we started to see i mean we had the first black question we also you know during the that time and uh, gay marriage was passed and there's a lot of focus on you know civil rights and people's how can we improve society in like a progressive way to make it better for everyone and that that is like what true progressive it is i mean that is what like uranus and you know aquarius and the moon represents is a society that's best for everyone and so with pluto you know it gives it power but it also can influence it and corrupt it or corrupt some of the things that come out into society and unfortunately so with that moving forward you know, society, a lot of established things became very powerful. Like, a lot of corporations became very powerful. You know, a lot of banks became very powerful. The government became very powerful. Technology, you know, our, the intrusiveness of technology became very powerful. And all that happened in, you know, the first part of the, the late 2000s and first part of the 2010s. And, you know, with technology, there was a lot of positives, too. Like, with the Uranus-Pluto square... Uranus can represent, you know, a booms in technology and advances forward. And we saw, you know, everyone now has a cell phone. By the time Uranus Pluto Square started to end, everyone had a cell phone. Everyone was, you know, understood how to use the internet. Everyone was more connected than ever. Everyone was using different social medias. There was so much more than there was even a decade before. And this is all an incredible positive, but also can be then a negative. Like whenever Pluto is involved with something, it's intensely powerful in a good way. And intensely powerful, or there's potential for intense power in a negative or like a corrupt way too. And so whenever that happens, we have to be careful and to kind of like analyze like what is happening in society and like, is it corrupted or is it genuinely like related to the other planet involved? So like in that case, Uranus is genuinely progressive. Uranus, the planet represents like 
progress and like what we, we would consider true progressiveness leaps in understanding and, le- and ideas that are outside of like the culture that come in to push it forward and progress truly is about what's best for most people and like ultimately the ideal is to make it the best world for everyone possible and then you know that's a, an ideal and that's not so Uranus represents that push towards you know you know the cliche flashes of insider ideas or you know technology and it gives it gives humanity like the opportunity to become better in a way and so if Uranus represents that then Saturn would represent obviously the more conservative and traditional principle of if we're relating it to like political movements like Saturn would be obviously conservatism or uh, Republicans, I guess, is how it's expressing now. It expresses in different ways, regardless, you know, depending on the time. But right now, it's Republicans, and in my opinion, Jupiter would be then, you know, liberals or Democrats, and you know, not progressive Democrat, not the far left, just you know, the the classic left, and then you know, Saturn would be the classic right. Uranus might be the far right in a sense, like libertarian or just kind of like people, libertarian gets a bad rap, but it basically is just about individual rights and the individual. And not like the individual separate from people, but the individual's needs. And so to create a world where every individual's needs are met, then people have to focus on the individual to then create and understand their needs to then create a world that's better. And then Neptune would be associated with like, you know, more far left progressivism, progressivism in an ideal sense. So like a more far left progressivism as opposed to a more far right progressivism. Because I think that they exist on both sides. Uh, You know, the left might scoff at that and say, oh, the right is never progressive, but they are, they, people have different ideas of what progress is. And also a lot of the ideas on the, on the left are more set Saturnian in the sense that they are, they're not progress. They're ideas that have already been tried or are, they're attempting to kind of like rehash old ideas in a different way, but it doesn't make it better for more people. It doesn't make, you know, the world better for humanity or progress it forward it just shifts the bad stuff in a way and that doesn't do any good it's like a band-aid solution a temporary solution so you know the far left would be like one you know communism is ruled by neptune and neptune you know it's the idealism of like you know you can idealize the world but as much as you idealize the world you can only if it doesn't you know work you know on a saturn sense in the real world then it won't work and so you know you can see this with the language from the far left, like, you know, dream of a world without police and you know, dream of a world where we're all equal. And that's, those are fantastic things. But even in the language, they say dream or imagine a world with, and, you know, it's, we can imagine all day long, but we still have to make it a reality. And that's where you have to work through Saturn. You have to work with Saturn if you want to think about it from a practical level. And that's not happening, obviously, right now. We're very split culturally. And part of that, getting back to the purpose of this year, is that we are meant to suffer in a way, to kind of, through our suffering, through our fighting, through our, our, our division, we can see things more animated and more strongly, more extreme, and it allows for a better transformation, if that makes sense. It's, if things are okay, if things are fine, you know, it just kind of simmering under the surface, but it isn't an issue, it isn't a regular issue of, and people's focus isn't on it, it isn't going to like come up and transform and change. But going back to the Pluto being Capricorn and ruling politics, uh, you know, things are changing politically, like in the sense of 
both traditional parties, both the you know, classic Democrats and the classic Republicans are transforming. And that, that happened a lot with the election of President Trump on the right with the Republican Party because it's, it's not the same party as it was. And so what's happening now is you're seeing the left, the, the you know, establishment Democrats or whatever you want to call them, the DNC, they are also in need of a, a transformation as well because it's not it's it's a transformation for everything on every different level. Like each every group has to go through their own, you know, what level they're at is the transformation that is required with Pluto and the changes. And Pluto brings things to the surface. And so if there's issues on the either on an individual level or a group level or what I was just talking about with political parties, like there are issues with the party, those things will come to the surface. And that's okay. That's necessary. And this goes back to the purpose of this year is all of this has to happen. Like it just, it just is a lot of suffering and a lot of like frustration and pain and anger and unknowing. I think that's the biggest one. And the thing is, it's, it will shift later on, especially after the Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Aquarius coming in December and then especially moving forward in the next few years. So this year, the main astrological archetype, you know, the main transit that's been happening is, the Pluto conjunct Saturn. And that's been, you know, what that represents is, you know, going back to earlier when I said power to progressivism in the 60s and kind of like a, you know, a, a boom in that Pluto gives power to the signs aspects. Saturn right now is conservative times, like, tr you know, in the Saturn sense, not like in the, the media sense or political sense, but I mean, it's, you know, Saturn is given power right now. And what all that means is, being in its home sign of Capricorn, the sign that it rules, like it's doubly emphasized that like there's strong need right now for people. And what the purpose of this year is, is people to really, to like, as cliche as it is, grow up, you know, find responsibility in themselves, find strength in themselves, perseverance in themselves, learn how to deal about suffering, learn how to suffer. That's I mean, as, as hard as that sounds. And like learn how to find the, you know, the, your own cap inner capabilities and outer, whatever that means for you. And to not blame and not externalize things or externalize, you know, the the problem or externalize the, where the solution comes from, because it comes from in you. And this this time, like for all of humanity, it's the entire world is having to really toughen up. Like we've had it real good, and this like this is just how cycles work with astrology and just in life is you know, the ups and downs, ebbs and flows, and it you know times are good, times are rough, and then swings back. Times are good, times are rough. And so it's just a rough time and it's just an extra rough time in a way. And like, uh, it, it will get better. Like, I know that's cliche, but it will. And it's but right now, like if you want it to get better and you know, maybe in your own personal life or just kind of like to understand it better, like it's about everyone growing up in a sense, like, you know, taking responsibility for yourself. And that just, that, you know, not just like, oh, I did the dishes, so I'm responsible. It's like, Taking responsibility for your internal stuff, like your re internal reactions to things, emotional or mental, like how you treat others inside your head, like because everything starts within oneself, and like you know, humbling yourself to things that you can't control, and like allowing yourself to like go through that process of acceptance and humbling yourself. Because when you humble yourself, then it like it, it allows you to focus on the things that you can control and the things that matter to you and the things that you. And then you can move forward then, and you won't feel so stuck. And so there's a lot of that 
those archetypes are at play right now. And like people will push back on that because like no one likes that. No one likes the idea of responsibility, but it's, it's, and the idea of like having to be self-disciplined and having to, you know, look at oneself and say like, where am I responsible? You know, where do I contribute to my own suffering and my own, you know, setbacks? And like, what can I do to change that? And you know, why is that related to Saturn? Because that's what Saturn does. Saturn tests us. It, it, it's our own, you know, for each individual, it will be different related to your own Saturn, your chart and where the Saturn Pluto conjunction happened in your chart and Cap where's Capricorn in your chart. But like we all have Capricorn in our psyche, like regardless if, if we have planets there or not. And so everyone has to learn this and in different varying degrees. Everyone has, is at a different level with this, like how, where it applies, where it will manifest and like how much you need to do. But the idea is to focus and like, it's the, the cliche, like Jordan Peterson line of like, you know, clean your room before you go try to save the world. And like, or go try to change the world, I think is the quote. But like, you know, that's the idea here. It's like now it's time to clean your room. And like that's obviously a metaphor for taking care of your own shit. Like the stuff like where do you contribute to the problem? Because like that's the thing is everyone wants to blame and they also just contribute to the problem. You know, it's always someone else's fault. At the same time, then they'll they'll add anger and hate and bitterness to the world and feel justified because it's someone else's fault. And like just that that whole mind fuck of like you know, do you do do you go down that rational path of like justifying, you know, your own negativity, your own shit? Like those are the things where we can take responsibility. Because I mean, we talk about like a utopia and making a better world. That's where it's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen like with some magical fucking change outside of us. Where like, you know, oh god, the aliens come and they just give us some fucking magic pill and we're all just utopia villain. Everyone's nice. No, every single human being has to take responsibility for themselves, and then that creates a better society. Like society's is built of individuals and how good those individuals are. Not good like in a moralistic sense, but like in a whole sense, like how whole those individuals are, how how much they either contribute in a positive way or a negative way. And we need to work on as humanity, as ourselves, like, you know, and I'll speak more about just the United States because that's what I can talk about. You know, and the world is obviously different. Like there's, we're not all at the same level. And so we each will go through transits differently, but like it's time to like like suck it up like we going to the united states like this transit is happening in our second house the pluto saturn conjunction all the capricorn stuff is happening in the united states charts natal charts second house and and like we need to learn that we have you know more than what we need it's just a matter of you know pulling our heads out of our asses and like not being so like asleep to and being asleep and reactionary and just kind of just going along with things and not like consciously like thinking about things like the idea of being in the moment would be really like being conscious of every given moment is really important right now taking responsibility for every interaction you have like being the best person you can be like whatever that is for you in every moment and like make you know try your hardest in every situation like you know what you know what's the worst that's going to happen like and i know there's nothing because the worst that's going to happen is you'll be a little more tired at first because it'll take a little more energy but then things will start to unfold in a more positive way for you in a more structured way like positive right now is structured positive right now is grounded because of all the capricorn stuff like if you're feeling angry or if you're feeling just like all over the place or if you're feeling scared that's a big one grounding yourself in yourself and not relying so much on the external, the external authority, because again, with Pluto and Capricorn, the external authority is what is transforming and 
how that happens is they fail in some ways. And that's not a blanket statement for all. It's a lot in different ways, enough to transform people's perception of authority. You know, rule yourself or others will rule you because not only will they think that there's a need for it, but you'll accept it in a way. If you don't feel that in yourself, someone else will feel it in for you. And you can apply that to anything. That's how relationships work. But if we're talking about the relationship between, you know, the individual and the state or whatever the, the ruling body is, the authoritative body is, how much power do you give them? How much of yourself do you give away versus how much of that do you do yourself and take responsibility for yourself? In any given situation, if you, if you have power over yourself and control over yourself and take responsibility for yourself, you're going to be more successful. You're going And successful being not just like, oh, successful in a traditional sense of like, I'm climbing the corporate ladder. I mean, successful in accomplishing what you want, like whatever that is. There's no right way. It's just a matter of being, it's like if you have a goal, you want to be successful towards your goal. Like if your goal is to just eat potato chips all day, then more power to you. Like you can be successful in that goal. Like, but there's ways to be more successful in that. And so that's the whole point is, and at the same time, then we as humanity will put our focus internally because there's so much strife in the world right now. And this is where I'm going to get into the, the main thing about 2020 and the purpose behind some of the, the Pluto and Capricorn stuff and all the Capricorn stuff with Saturn there and Jupiter and stuff. It's, it's all square all year to the planet or dwarf planet Eris. And it's a very slow moving dwarf planet. And it you know takes 500, I believe 560 roughly years. Don't quote me on that to uh, move around the sun. So we're talking about, double Pluto almost, and it is square to Pluto right now all year within about a degree, a degree and a half. And that's, to me, those two planets are just basically wobbling at a, at a perfect 90 degree angle within a degree of each other all year. So they're powerfully square to each other all year. So when we talk about Pluto and Capricorn for 2020 and all the stuff that's happening around Pluto with the other planets, we, you know, Eris is always included in that. And that's where you see the intensity of this year. So Pluto has been in Capricorn. It's been built, like, it's for the past decade, like I mentioned, you know, and it even squared Uranus, which is a very powerful transit, but it didn't start building up a square to Eris until later on in the decade. And then finally, very exact this year with the other planetary transits happening in Capricorn caused this concentration of transits, which equals in practical terms, stuff happening in the world and i.e. lessons for humanity, i.e. makes it more difficult, but also more things happening in a positive way too. They're just harder to see right now. There's a lot of, because Capricorn is not like the most optimistic sign. So with all of the planets in Capricorn, it doesn't really show us like, if that wasn't all in Sagittarius, our vibe would be completely different, but it's in Capricorn. So it's just kind of a matter of taking that grain of salt, I guess, and taking knowing that that filter is applied to stuff right now. People are very pessimistic. People are very negative. People are very down. And that's okay. That's where people are at right now. People have to just process that. You know, it's okay to be depressed sometimes if that's the place you're at. As long as it's like a process, you don't stay stuck there. It's okay to suffer like emotionally or mentally or just suffer with like your understanding of life and you, who you are and your ideas about the world because you will get through it. You will and you'll have a better understanding of it when you come out the other side. And so it's just a matter of finding the perseverance. Like I said, which the whole purpose of Capricorn is like finding internal, like, do you have the internal perseverance? Because if you're suffering this year a lot, like for whatever reasons, do you have the internal perseverance to deal with hard times? Or are you going to lash out and blame or shut down? Or there's a million things that could happen. I mean, really sad, like suicide is a really big issue this year. Going back to just kind of the, the overarching transit of the year would be this, besides the Saturn conjunct Pluto and then Jupiter moving in there as well, is the exact square between Eris and Pluto. And those two, 
Eris represents strife. Discord, it, 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 it brings in, it's a, like a chaos element. And so it, it sort of sits in the background. And when planets transit it, it brings in the energy of just Discord and strife. And it kind of throws a wrench in things. And a lot of the times those can be very, very negative and very, very disruptive. Especially when we're talking about a square to both Saturn and just planets in Capricorn as well. You know, it's disruptive to structures of society. Like when we're talking about Pluto transforming society for the past decade with a square to Uranus, now we see Eris in their square and it's transforming again, but it's transforming, it's it's weeding out the establishment, the 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 corruption. And that's the part that people don't understand. They people wanna think that this year is about a revolution or that we're, you know, America is done and we're our government's gonna be overthrown and transformed. And that's just not going to happen that's not what the astrology says right now like if you want to look at a revolution you can look to Eris somewhat but it's more of a that's like anarchy it's not so much a revolution like in like a making things better like like taking the next step to make the world better like or make a city better or a society better it's that's uranus and uranus is not in, in play right now it's too far out of its orb to the square to pluto and it you know, to be that influential. Like the Uranus Pluto square had to do with the election of Barack Obama and all the prog progressive and technological um, developments that happened in the early part of the 2010s. But that doesn't relate to what's happening now. What's happening now has to do with both Pluto and Capricorn square to Eris and Aries. And also, believe it or not, Ceres, the dwarf planet Ceres in Pisces square, well, square to the US natal Uranus. And that's where people, yeah, that's the, the biggest highlight there. It isn't a, a world planetary transit of like revolution and stuff. It's very specific to the U.S. chart, bringing up some things related to, to here. I will just read this because it will give you a better. So this is just series and aspect to Uranus. The stressful aspect between Ceres and Uranus indicates that early nurturing was erratic, like stressful aspects between the moon and Uranus. This can cause contact difficulties as an adult. When these people feel a need for nurturing, they could simply run. What is happening is that as an infant, the unstable nurturing caused panic. If I don't get nurtured, I'll die. And then moving forward, blah, 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 blah. at this point, the best thing to do is to tell them that, that they were meant, they were to meet a soulmate, they would probably mess that relationship too. The instability is a diversion. Their real goal is to avoid and ignore their own nurturing needs and the childhood panic that they felt by not having those needs met. Once this is recognized, steps can be taken to break this self-destructive pattern. And this transit is related to what's happening now. And it sounds like I'm like making light of it or something, but there's a very important transit happening with the U.S. needle chart where it is experiencing a series. It did. This is So why I bring this up is Ceres at 8 degrees Pisces is square to Uranus at 8 degrees Gemini in the, Uranus, in the U.S. needle chart. It is also opposing... Orcus, the, the trans-Neptunian object or asteroid or future dwarf planet Orcus. And both Orcus and Ceres, are the U.S. natal chart, are going through returns in the U.S. natal chart. So the U.S. natal chart has Uranus square to Ceres and Pisces opposite Orcus and Virgo to create a T-square there. And that's the U.S. natal chart. Both Ceres and Orcus are both returning this year to the U.S. natal chart positions. So it's activating that aspect in the U.S. Daniel chart, hardcore. And it is the, the Uranus in Gemini square to Ceres and Pisces in the U.S. Daniel chart is the strongest aspect. It's, I mean, it's within like a few arc minutes, I believe. And it's the most powerful aspect in the chart. Now, I'm not saying that that's, but just keep that in mind because it's Ceres is not 
given enough weight, I think. And just to remember that she's also a dwarf planet, just like Pluto, just like Eris. And she's very powerful. And one of the aspects of her, as much as her, she rules, you know, you know, nurturance in some ways and, you know, food. She also rules extremes and extremes and emotions. And also, like, in that, what I just read about an aspect to Uranus, like what the U.S. Nail chart has, and it's being activated right now. It's about, you know, every individual's need. You know, the U.S., every individual in the U.S. has a, an ingrained need to, to make sure, that, like, there's this feeling that we aren't safe. And then we are, like, in panic because we haven't had good childhood. We haven't, we haven't, didn't feel safe and have a healthy childhood. And it, and this is, I mean, it's not every individual. It's if an individual has those things, like in the United States, they can connect to that in the U.S. nail chart, and it gives it power, I guess, in the in the country, I guess, and it kind of brings it up. And that's what we're seeing now with, we could talk about the country is not taking care of us, as one way to put it, because instead of it just being an individual with their parents, it's, you know, the country is our parent in a way. Like, and this isn't belittling, belittling at all. I'm trying to be as clear as possible about, you know, the, the energy that's happening right now. It's, you know, people don't feel like, you know, they don't feel safe because of COVID. They don't feel safe because, you know, in some ways the government has let them down, but at the same time they, you know, everything is, you know, very restricted. And so people are looking to authority. And, but at the same time, we have this kind of, in the United States, at least there's this deeper issue of like, you know, we, we feel bet betrayed by authority in some ways in our you know, in our quote development, because the culture of our country doesn't allow for a healthy developments in certain ways in childhood. And so we're seeing now, it's like people need to all be taken care of. And so if, if you know, we aren't taken care of by society, we're going to lash out because it's, and that's the revolution that's happening. So there's like a, a, a subset revolution that's happening based on the U.S. natal Uranus. And so it isn't, I wouldn't call it like a cultural revolution or like a, a transformation of society. It's it's activation of that revolutionary energy in the US, U.S. nail chart by both Ceres and Orcus. And why I bring that up and, and really do believe that it's related because on May 25th, Mars moved to conjunct Ceres at 8 degrees Pisces, square to the U.S. natal Uranus. And you know, May 25th was, you know, you could look that day up if you want to look what happened that day, but it basically set in motion a whole cascade of you know protests and stuff with and you know that and so what we're seeing is and it, it would make sense with the archetype. I mean I'm trying to be as genuine as possible because it's like it makes sense with the archetype as far as like you know is our country taking care of all of its people equally or like in a good way. Like that's what series represents too. And in like square to Uranus in the US natal chart, it's like it's like constantly checking like is this progressive? Like is it and when I talk about progressive it's like when I talked about earlier it's is it meet the needs of the most people, ideally everyone? And so it's that, that combo of those two, that square is like a constant checking of it. And so with the transits of Ceres and Orcus that happen, and with the Mars transit giving it energy and activating it on May 25th, 2020, it brought that up. And then so it's, that's what these, are, these riots are about. And so it's like having compassion for that because it's, or excuse me, I said riots. I, at this point, and this is being recorded in September, it's gotten pretty bad. Protests, riots, whatever you want to call it. I'm done being PC about stuff. Like, you know, things are happening. So regardless of what you want to call it. Um, but my point being that, like, there's, you know, you can have compassion in the sense that, like, when, you know, when people are not getting their needs met, like, what do you got to do to get your needs met? And, like, so we can talk, we can joke all day about, like, you know, or people can say, like, they disagree with 
you know, people's, what the people are saying their needs are, but like at the same time, like that's the, because the astrology is so clear there, it tells me that there is something to that. And it's like, I think that the issue is that, you know, we need to like, as a society, as a cult, you know, as a country, like step back and, and like sit, sit everyone down and be like, you know, metaphorically, of course, sit everyone down. Cause if the country is the parent, you know, you sit the kids down again, not to be belittling. I'm just trying to use the metaphor, but you sit them down and you say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we need to do. Like, what are your needs? How can we make it happen? Instead of ignoring one child while giving one other child attention. Cause like that could be happening, you know? And so, it, and of course the child who's not getting attention or not getting their needs met, whatever that is, is going to act out. Like that's understandable in a way. But what we need to do is at the same time with all the Capricorn stuff, like I mentioned earlier is what's a more mature way to do it. What's a better way to do it. You know, if we all take responsibility for ourselves and then in turn take responsibility for everyone else. Cause you know, it's like the, put your own mask on before you put the air mask on your kid on the airplane. Like you got to do yourself first. And so we all mature as a society and then we can address these issues in ways where it's instead of just reactionary kind of at the lowest level expression of the archetypes of the planets and signs involved, we can kind of address things in a more concrete way. And that's, that's the purpose of this year in a lot of ways, because it beyond just like the specifics of like the, the needs in America, we're talking about the needs of the world. Like it's beyond just like Pluto and Capricorn, like Capricorn is great because it like it Capricorn, you know, being a goat is all about climbing. You know, you have your mountain goats, which or you have your regular goats, you know, your herd goats. And even when they're in a herd together, which you can consider society, the goats still do their own. Like they all, they'll all kind of graze on their own. Or like if they're nursing, they'll kind of like lay down in separate areas on their own. And like, it's like that just represents kind of like the, we each have to be an individual and like kind of take care of ourselves and our own, even though we're all part of the herd. Like we can't just kind of like sway with everyone else and just expect them to take care of us. Capricorn represents being responsible and taking care of yourself first, because then you are a better person in society to create a better society. It is that simple, as cliche as that is. And like, you know, we, we have to do that before we can move forward into like any form of, you know, Aquarian utopia, which we have a lot of Aquarius transits coming up in the coming years. And there's the, like the whole, like if one were to step back and look at the purpose of the astrology from a really idealistic sense, it's like this year is about really clearing out some shit and like really growing up. And the next year it's like, what is the real utopia? Not a utopia based on like just shifting things. It's like, how can we open it up? And so, because we also have to push back again, like, you know, when I talked about, you know, the United States being kind of the parent, the government being the parent, we have to stop treating it that way. And that has to happen in every country. So like when we go back to the, the world transits and it being across the entire world, like people need to stop looking to, you know, either the government or any form of authority for all the answers or for what, you know, tell, tell them what to do. And then that's like a fundamental lesson of this year. And like the purpose is, you know, you're going to be let down by your authorities, by people in authority. You're going to be let down by the media. You're going to be let down by Hollywood. You're going to be let down by all these people who we kind of look up to in society and culture. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't mean that they're horrible people necessarily, necessarily. Some of them are. But the point being, it's it's not about them. It's about you. Like, it's about not looking to the to that. Like, and that also means not blaming or not externalizing your feelings or not projecting your feelings or not projecting your issues because like, you know, what do you think Trump's all about? Like Trump is a collective, at least in the United States, 
a collective, all about a collective projection of people's issues with the Capricorn archetype. Like, no disrespect to anyone, but that's exactly what it's about. Why do you think he got elected? Like, the universe works in mysterious ways, and one of them is, if we need to do something, if we need to learn something, it's going to force us to, one way or another. And so, you know, we talk about, we want to change things, we want to, you know, if you don't want certain people in power, or certain people as president, like, you can't just sit back and expect things to change and complain about them. That's the childish way of doing it, where I was talking about earlier, where it's about blaming and externalizing and responsibility and not taking responsibility. Like, that's the purpose of Trump. He's he's forcing us to do that as a nation. And, like, regardless of your view of him, whether you like him or not, it's happening regardless. Like, and so that's where it's, like, taking a step back, like, outside of one's own personal you know, identification with either, you know, whether it's political party or just ideas about what, about someone, like, if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture of things, like, it's very important that, that reflects that. And it does, just like I said, when Obama got elected, it reflected the, you know, the progressive impulse of the Uranus square to Pluto. And it, it, it just, it's all necessary. It's all happening as it should. It's our job to figure out what that is decode the universe, decode what it's trying to tell us, and then apply that instead of just fighting it and reacting blindly. So, yeah, it's the purpose is to just be patient this year, too. Like, that's another quality I forgot to mention is patience. You know, all the cliche, like, just pull out your astrology book and look up Capricorn, you know, the, the positives of the Capricorn, like, what are the traits? Those are the things to work on. I mean, or the things to focus on. Like, when you're struggling in a certain situation, or say like you just want to react, or you want to blame, or you want to externalize, in in any given situation, you know, take a step back and kind of like focus on yourself. And like I think I've made this, you know, I was talking earlier about the herd of goats. Well, you know, there's also mountain goats, and you know, I don't know if you've seen the videos like on Planet Earth, the show, or any other place, but mountain goats when they climb, I mean, it's like a a literal vertical sheer face of a a, a mountain you know, in tiny little rock ledges, and they just will be able to climb up that. And it takes intense, you know, strength, internal strength on their part. And I'm not talking about just muscle. I'm talking about, you know, will, that kind of strength. It's the ability to, like, push yourself into just, and, like, you know, that's that's the ultimate positive of Capricorn. It's that idea of, like, being able to climb up the side of a mountain or, like, you know, in the mountain goat's case, like, you know, the, your next step, if you don't do it right, could kill you. So you can't just... Like, when you're taking a step on a mountain with a rock and the next rock will click, you can't blame the mountain. You can't blame the person, you know, your, the other goat over there. He didn't do anything. The mountain didn't do anything. It's all on you. And that's the responsibility part and, like, the maturity part. And it's, it's fucking hard. Like, I'm not trying to, like, sit here and be like, oh, it's so fucking easy. Yeah, you just do this and this and you're fine. No, but, like, you got to just try like that's the only way they'll get past it you just gotta like go for the next rock on the vertical clip like you know any you know anyone who's pushed themselves understands this idea like you know rock climbing or otherwise like it can be anything you understand like you push yourself and you get one step forward and you get one step forward forward more and then you keep going and you realize that you can do it and it gets easier and easier and but at the same time you still it takes intense focus and intense strength and intense like perseverance and these are all the qualities that we have to develop this year as humanity. We have to be able to like deal with shit because otherwise 
like I mentioned earlier, if you don't rule yourself, which is what basically all that is, like to rule oneself means to have those internal strengths, to have perseverance, to have the ability to like, you know, take responsibility for yourself and not blame, then others will feel like they have to rule you. And so in the case of like governments and stuff, and like when we look at the COVID lockdowns and all this stuff, like, you know, you know, regardless of whether they were right or not, <clears throat> that reflects that humanity needs to grow up more. Like in that sense, like they have to, like, because if the reflect, like, and so if humanity was more mature and then, you know, that sounds idealistic, but if we all took more responsibility for ourselves, we also wouldn't put up with people basically controlling us or basically setting those things for ourselves that we should be doing for ourselves. So we won't ha have to, it, the external loses power when you take that power in, for yourself. And that can apply in many ways, but it also applies to authority and responsibility. When you take authority for yourself, the external loses that authority. Now, obviously, there's the authority of force. That's a whole different animal. But, you know, we're in a, a world now where we don't need to use force. It isn't necessary. And that's where, like, it gets back to the violence that's been happening with the, the different protests and stuff. It's like, you know, these are old ways. They aren't, they aren't the future. This is like the, you know, a dying dog bites the, the hardest before it dies. And like, I'm not saying that what those, the, some of the things those people are fighting for, but it's the, the method. You know, you don't just go around destroying cities and, you know, threatening people and expect like to call that progress because it's not. Like, it's the farthest thing from progress. And, like, I don't even say that because it's, like, anyone could take a step back and understand that. Like, progress is, you know, in a, if we're talking about, like, a racial sense or, a, you know, it's, you know, the, the things that were set in the 60s with Martin Luther King, the idea of, you know, judging someone on the content of their character, not on the external qualities. It's that idea. Like, and it's, like... For some reason, it's kind of been blown up to this extreme of like, no, we're going to judge people exactly only on their external characteristics, their material characteristics. And that's very, um, you know, that's a very much a Capricorn thing. Capricorn is very much materialistic. And so Pluto and Capricorn, the past decade probably did really give power to the kind of this, this ultimate materialism. Like Capricorn represents the best in people, but it can also represent the worst in people. And so we've seen like, you know, everything is defined in society through, like, our gender or our race or our, you know, whatever, our, our, our status. And it's, like, these defined external characteristics, many of which you can't choose. You're just born that way. Like, you know, your skin color, you really can't decide that. And it's, it's, it is very superficial in a way. It's very materialistic. Not the issues related to race and stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about looking at someone and your initial reaction is based on external characteristics. And this is, you know, you know, judging a woman versus a man, it's the same idea. Like to think that, like to look at someone on their external characteristics and think that that in some way determines their internal characteristics, their mind and their heart is just, is one of the most regressive ideas that is being pushed. And it's like that as progressivism. And I think that that's probably one of the, the most damaging things that it, it's not going to be something that moves forward when we move into like, Pluto in Aquarius, it's, Pluto in, Pluto, Pluto in Aquarius is not about that at all. Like, it's very much about judging someone on their internal characteristics, how they act, who they are, their heart, how they treat others, how they treat themselves. These are the things that matter. 
and you know, as a society, we're talking about you know systemic this, systemic, like systemic being related to the systems of society, the culture, like they're built into society. We talk about you know the patriarchy. That's very much a, a Pluto and or just a Capricorn idea of you know the patriarchy and society and structures and systems, and you know these things are all important to look at, and it's good that their focus is being brought to them. But like you know, Pluto doesn't just burn down everything and destroy it. That's Eris's job. But, you know, because there's other planets involved in the transits, I don't see everything burning down. If it was only Eris squared to Pluto without Jupiter and Saturn there, and even, uh, you know, Pallas Athena, the asteroid, I would say, yeah, things might be worse. But because of those planets are there, they're, they're tempering it. It's, it's, it's allowing for the energy to express, but not completely destroy, if that makes sense. Like, people underestimate Eris. And Eris, like, look into her mythology, she is brutal. It is the worst, like, of violence that humanity could express. It's, it's the worst in people. It's, you know, hurting someone and having a smile on your face. Like, and we're seeing this. We're seeing this in some ways. And, like, you know, it's murdering someone in cold blood, like, just because. And, like, you know, that energy at least is being tempered by Saturn and Jupiter square to it as well as well as Pallas Athena. So, you know, again, with the purpose of this year, have faith that, you know, the universe set it up so that it wouldn't just be anarchy and destruction. And in the, like, because just Pluto in Capricorn square to Eris and Aries would be a complete destruction of society and a re, like, you know, a complete teardown of society through just destruction, strife, and, you know, suffering. But because the other planets are involved, especially Jupiter and Saturn, the two largest planets, they temper that. They get, they, they get interjected with, you know, as bad as a rap as Saturn gets, it's actually a very positive planet in the sense of it. Saturn doesn't want to just burn shit down and cause destruction. It might be strict, but it doesn't want to burn down everything that Saturn has built. So we allow just i guess if depending on your view on things it doesn't matter it just trust that things will not burn down and if that's what you want for the world like you think oh we, you know america just has to just be destroyed and like burn into the ashes and be built again that's not going to happen like it will transform our our values will transform like crazy in a positive way and things will get better like you know but it won't be this like revolution of like you know oh we like i think i think a lot of people have this idea that like Trump somehow is like the evil that is is causing all the evil like in America right now or just in the world right now or just all the suffering that's happening. And that just obviously isn't the case because it's goes so much farther back, but it's also, they have it, they have it inverted. It's like, no, he's a representation of that. He's he, and not even of that evil. He's, I'm, he's a representation of, he's there to basically force us to blame him to then have that come out in such an extreme way so that it can transform. Because with Pluto, things go to extremes to force that transformation. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. If things were just stable and kind of more calm and stuff and things weren't so extreme, it, they would not transform. There would be no need. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. And so, you know, we, we talk about like this being the most like polarized time right now, like politically and otherwise and socially. And, you know, that that's required to force transformation. And so it's like a balancing act between like accepting that things are gonna be difficult and rough right now and hard, but but taking responsibility for yourself and like the other parts I was talking about, like, and you know, tempering that with 
knowing that like this is a growing time and like to not just lash out and basically like fail the tests of this year because it, it won't get you anywhere. You'll just suffer more and you'll be left worse off in, in a year or two instead of better off. And you know, it's, it's worth it. Now I've been, you know, being kind of idealistic about how I'm talking about what's happening lately or what's been happening and what will happen in the future. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to be idealistic, but I also want to kind of present, you know, there are potentials for negatives in the sense of like, you know, we talk about Pluto and Capricorn being authoritarianism and kind of, you know, more power to the government, more government control. Well, Pluto in, in Aquarius, which is coming in the next few years, and I emphasize the Aquarius archetype because the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction will be in Aquarius, and so it will kind of be like a, a build to then the Pluto and Aquarius time. Like, the you know, that can be like, Pluto and Aquarius, like, be careful of power to technolo technology and, like, you know, a technocracy. Like, you know, we talk about, like, we think Facebook and all this stuff is bad now. We think it's bad now. Like, and we think the government's watching us now. It can get a million times worse. You know, we've, we're already seeing a little bit of it just, like, in certain countries with, like, kind of the, the ability of, like, facial recognition to, like, you know, and the idea of, like, the COVID uh, cameras that, like, basically will indicate if people are more than six feet or closer than six feet and stuff like that. Like, it, it, the level of control that can happen with technology is insane. And never forget that, you know, Saturn is, or Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn. And so there is that level of, they do like control. They just want it to be, they want a society, you know, a structure that is best for more people also ruled by Uranus. Whereas Capricorn is just about society and, like, structure. It's missing, you know, not missing, it has its own purpose. But just with Aquarius, it's about, it's a, both and so to remember that it isn't Aquarius is not just about being a, rebe a rebel and revolution and you know oh I'm gonna burn down the status quo no it's also about Aquarius in its idealist sense wants to build the best society wants to build the best world it wants the best for every individual and like it, you know chaos is not the best for every individual so that's the structure side of it like you people you know people don't don't throw out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to things like, you know, society and structure and government and even things like capitalism, because it's not the thing itself. It's how it's being implemented. And obviously that's obvious, but I mean like not even that how it's being implemented. It's like there are just certain things that need to adjust in any given time as people grow, as we change as society. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, society is made up of the individual. So if everyone is a shitbag, the society is going to suck. Like, that's such a fundamental point. And, like, we want to pretend, like, oh, well, society makes me a shitbag. No, it's not that way. <laughs> You're an asshole first. Society is made up of the people that are there. Like, you can't change society. You, you can't change society and expect everyone else to just magically turn nice. Like, it's not going to happen. It's and sure, there's things you can do. You can adjust how society works and stuff. But society, in, like, in the sense of we can adjust you know, the structures of governments and how we go about things, but society and like culture is a reflection of the people in it. And so the easiest and most effective way is every individual to take responsibility for themselves. I'm going to stress that point as much as I can, because it is very, very important, especially with Capricorn. Again, think of the goat going up the side of the cliff. You know, what does that take? What are the, what are the qualities that it takes in a person to be able to do that? Like truly, like, it's not easy to do. Like, you could die the next step you take going up the side of the cliff. And so, I mean, I'm not trying to be dire. I'm just trying to make the example. But for a goat, you know, and so what it takes is a certain level of 
perseverance and strength and willpower and the ability to just take that next step to push oneself. And you can, I think pushing oneself and kind of like the hoorah, like go, go, go. It's not just about that. You can push yourself to be like, I want to push myself to be the sweetest, kindest person ever. You can still push yourself to be that. You can push yourself to be the laziest person ever. You could like, it's, it's not just the traditional sense. I want to emphasize that too, because a lot of people are turned off by a lot of these words because they have kind of like these specific ideas about them that are like, oh, well, oh, responsibility and structure and it's all like, I, I can feel people just cringing, like just, oh, oh God. Like, but that's, that, you're cringing because it's exactly what you need to learn. And, you know, I get it. I totally get it. But you're going to suffer until you, Take responsibility for yourself. Capricorn, Saturn, Pluto, Eris, it, those archetypes are about suffering. They're about responsibility. They're about, you know, Eris is doing its job to, to really disrupt things that need to happen. So it's our job to kind of hold the things that we can back together, you know? Like I said earlier, Eris, just Eris and Pluto together will destroy everything. And so like with the Saturn and Pluto, it's like that's our job as people to hold the things together that we want because we act like, oh, anarchy is so great, chaos, yeah. Like, sure, it's fun to joke like that, and it's very, like, 14-year-old, like, in, you know, rebel, but, no, chaos is horrible. Like, anarchy is horrible. Like, it, it's horrible. It's, and people don't, people who think it's great, like, it's an ideal for them. This is going back to, like, the planetary thing. It's, like, it's a very Neptune idea. It's very much like, oh, it sounds great in my imagination until I actually have to live it, and then it's fucking horrible, and it's going backwards and, as humanity, it's going backwards. It's going becoming more wild, I guess, and more just as animals. And you know, if that's your choice, it's your choice. But you can go uh, go live on an island somewhere, I guess. That's not where we're at as a humanity on a deeper spiritual level. And that's what this is about. I mean, if we're talking about the purpose, it is like a more spiritual. Like, I mean, spiritual is probably the wrong word, but it's what is astrology? Like, what is that? Is that spirituality? Is that psychology? Is it just, it just is, it's the universe. I mean, whatever that is, God, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. It's, there's purpose in the universe and, you know, people act like, oh, it's all just, like, I, I wouldn't, I guess I'm just, I'm preaching to the wrong people because I wouldn't expect people to be into astrology and not find purpose in the universe or at least purpose in something in life. Because why would you be into astrology otherwise? So I guess I'm not preaching to y'all specifically. I guess I just, I, I find that to be an interesting thing in culture right now where people, there's purpose is missing. It's like individual purpose is so vitally important because it's what propels us forward in a good way. So, so what is the purpose right now? Why are things still just feeling blah? And why are there still protests? And why are people angry? Well, it's because it's like a combination of all the energy. I mean, you have the real world, the, the lockdown, you know, people just being contained in their homes and just their lives are adjusting, you know, regardless of their, people are dealing with a, a sudden lack of control in many aspects of their life. And, you know, that can be jarring. Like, you know, I think a very important thing for this year also is to remember, you know, the Neptune, Neptune is in Pisces and to have compassion and Ceres in Pisces as well. It's, you know, have compassion for yourself and other people. Like it's a fucking hard year and not just for you, not just for them, for everyone. And so, you know, we're all experiencing it on different levels. And so, like, this idea that, like, you know, we want to just externalize all our frustration and our anger and our hardship and our sadness and all the stuff and our just because it's hard this year. 
you know, we want to lash out and like, whether politically or otherwise. And like, it's, it's just not going to get you anywhere. And you, and you know, most of you listening probably know that like on a, when you're calm or in, you know, but when we get angry, like it's easy to lash out at people and to just say stupid shit and just, and that's the thing. It's like when every time you do that, have compassion on yourself, but at the same time go like, how can I not do this next time? Or how can I tone this down next time? Cause that's the maturity. That's taking responsibility. It's not like, Oh, you're perfect now. It's like, Oh, you, you're, it's every little step to get better, to be like a quote, better person in the sense of like being more kind, compassionate, open, you know, honest, like all the things that you can, anything that you consider to be causative qualities, like the things that you value, like go for those things, you know, and take it one step at a time and just tr- like, you know, every time you cut, you, you blame or you externalize things or you don't take responsibility or you, you know, just, you feel like, oh, I just want to give up because everything just sucks. And you, like, just take a step and just do one thing and take the next step and do something. You'll be so much better off in the next year when, like, the planets move, start to move out of Aquarius, or, excuse me, start to move out of Capricorn into Aquarius, you know, leaving Pluto behind. But, again, we've had Pluto in Capricorn for a whole decade. So I just want to refresh that, too. It's like, this year specifically because of all the transits, but those transits are moving on in the next year. So things will shift. It's guaranteed regardless of how, I mean, of course it can get worse in a, uh, you know, authoritarian government sense, because that's probably the biggest issue is watch out for government, you know, because it's like, if when I was talking about earlier about people taking responsibility and government will be a reflection of where people are at, Government also is corrupt in some ways. In certain governments, it's not like it's, there's not like one government. It's you, know, you can talk about it on a local level to a federal level. It's just the idea that people can be corrupted with power. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, people can be corrupted all the freaking time. Like it's it's easy to be corrupted compared to not. It's harder to take responsibility and to be good, to you know do the right thing, quote unquote. And that's exactly what this is all about. Which is why a lot of corruption is coming to the surface this time. You know, this decade too. You know, we talk about the past decades. You know, Pluto and Capricorn has done a lot for corruption. You know, we talk about the Me Too movement and a lot of corruption with, you know, uh, sexual abuse and just uh, sexual infidelity and abuse of power in general, which is all about Pluto. You know, it's abuse of power and manipulation and control. And, like, where where is it in our society and how can we get rid of it? Because it's like that doesn't allow for a world that is best for everyone. That allows for a world that is good for a few you know, the people wielding the power, obviously. And so, you know, the Me Too movement is a great example. Like, you know, there's lots of, exa- think of any example where, like whether it's a, you know, a company fell or a CEO fell for whatever corrupt reason, you know, they were corrupt in whatever way or they, you know, a sexual scandal or abuse scandal or whatever it is. Like, you know, a lot of that is coming out in the past decade. Like more, I mean, I haven't looked at the exact numbers, but I would say more so than in previous decades, a lot of ways. And like, you know, thank you to the internet too. That's obviously a big part of it, but that's, you know, the Pluto Uranus square, the influence there, but it's still Pluto and Capricorn as well. Yeah. But we see like a huge transformation as far as abuse of power and like probably the biggest abuse of power, especially in the United States is the media. Then I know people might scoff. Oh, you just sound like Trump fake news. No, it's, it's something that's been a thing forever. Like, you know, you can go back and just the idea of project mockingbird. I know it's like, thrown out there all the time, but that's like what we know, you know, about the idea of like media propaganda and the kind of using the media 
to influence. And it's not far-fetched because it is so obvious. It's so, it's so obvious that the media, that media, excuse me, just media in general. So it's movies, news, music, you know, books, anything, media. It's so easy to, to influence through those mean medium, like through those mediums. So it, it's not far-fetched to think that like, and it, it does, I mean, this is like, you can do your own research on that. That's a whole separate thing. But the astrology specifically of the United States is directly related to Pluto and Capricorn, and especially right now, because in the United States chart, we have the planet Pluto in the second house, Capricorn, opposing our Mercury and Cancer. And like what that aspect represents, among many things, is kind of like the the influence that one can have over... So if the Mercury represents the United States' conscious mind, like in the, the Mercury of the country, so to speak, opposing Pluto can represent like open to influence, open to manipulation. In the same way that like, you know, Hades, Pluto manipulated Demeter, or uh, excuse me, you know, Demeter Ceres' daughter, Persephone, excuse me, Persephone to stay with him in the annual world. And it's, it's a very, it's a very complicated issue, but it's basically, you know, it's, it's the idea of the, the red and the blue pill from the matrix of, you know, staying asleep to what's comfortable, what's familiar, and basically letting other people tell you how the world is, letting other people decide things for you. And by other people, I mean, you know, the media and not just news media, I mean movies, letting other people shape your reality, I think is a better way to put it because that is super strong in the United States chart. And I think like part of what's happening now with the Pluto return happening in a few years and uh, really just the uh, transit Pluto is exactly opposite our natal Mercury this year is it's causing people to realize that or not everyone, but a lot of people are realizing that like the media, you know, it, it's, it, I guess it's up to you then if you want to take Like it's about that taking responsibility for yourself. That also means taking responsibility for your, the information you take in the ideas you have conscious or otherwise and why you have those ideas. Because a lot of people will just take in what, like when we talk about like, you know, water cooler at work, they kind of cliche, like the, the water cooler conversations, like that is a great representation of that archetype of the Pluto opposite Mercury, like in the United States nail chart, because it's, it's the conversations that like everyone's having because it's, you know, the 4am talking points in, in the news media where it's like, they all get the same talking points and it's like, that's the news for the day, like for everyone. And so it's shaping reality in a way, going back to the the red and blue pills. It's like, so if you wish to take a red pill, it's the red pill is really like understanding that it is a shaped reality for, for better or for worse. Like I'm not putting judgment on it. It, you know, it can be a good thing too, in some ways, because it's, it allows you to not have to like, if you can trust the media or specifically like the news media journalism, but if you can't, and especially right now with the transit happening, it's indicating a transformation of, the establishment and so the establishment news media you know the corruption involved and that is extra because of the the u.s natal pluto opposite u.s natal mercury it's emphasized that is coming out and so we're seeing i mean people's trust in the media is down more than ever i mean the media is for the past 10 decades has already been transforming it's all about clickbaiting now i mean it's has has to compete with the internet and you know now it's all about clickbaity titles just basically snappy titles that people can just take away without actually reading the article 
you know, that's all a huge issue. And it's taken it to the extreme, like the blue pill to the extreme, because the blue pill isn't necessarily bad. The blue pill being just letting the media and news and everyone shape your reality for you, basically. Being like, you know, this is what you should think about this issue. You know, this is what you should think about this thing or whatever. This is how this politician, you know, should be viewed. It's a very specific crafted thing, and that's fine. But right now, it calls for people to not. In the same way I was talking about taking responsibility for yourself, well, there's no better thing to take responsibility of than your conscious mind and how you perceive the world around you and how you take in information. And so, you know, and how you allow others to manipulate you or how you manipulate others. Because, you know, the media, it's like it plays with our emotions. It tries to scare us. It tries to, like, you know, fear cells. You know, it's, but it's not reality, reality. And like with Pluto and Capricorn, we're here, we need to embrace real reality, not crafted reality. And that's a big part of it. And so I just, the media is, plays a huge role, at, role in, and it, you know, the media has to do with like setting the Overton window, you know, for like our culture discord, like, you know, what are we allowed to talk about? What's not okay? Like, you know, if the media will start talking about something, you know, and I say like, you know, the mainstream media, as cliche as that is, it's, we're talking about, you know, the main news channels, the main, uh, newspapers, etc. you know, if they start talking about something, a majority of people in America will be aware of it. And so just think of the power there. That's all. I mean, the, it, it's an, an amazing amount of power, like the, the influence, and that's represented by that. And so that power might be good, but it also can be very, very bad. I mean, you could, you could manipulate people like crazy. And if, as long as you have a majority of the people believing what you say, then that you have the majority and you have the majority of power. And so it's just something to keep in mind because the transits indicate very clearly that we are going through a transformation of our, our media is going through a transformation and the trust in the media and just, you know, it's, the corrupt parts are coming out and people are seeing that. And so anytime things like corruption of establishment things come up, most likely they're true in the sense of like, obviously check the specific facts, but, now more than ever, like that's going to be happening. And so, or now more than ever in our, you know, our lifetime or generation, however you want to, but just in the sense that like the trans, the, the archetypal trans, the transits and what the archetypes represent indicate that very strongly. And so like, if you hear about something like that, like look into it, like that's, but, but don't just immediately dismiss it because it's, that's what I mean by it's more likely true. Like don't immediately dismiss something, like look into something and, do your own work, take responsibility again. And so that's a very, very important thing because for the longest time, like the media has set, you know, the media again, like even Hollywood, it shapes our idea of romance. It shapes our idea of, you know, how we're supposed to be with our peers. It shapes a lot of things. Like, you know, a television show, a sitcom will like shape like how we think we're supposed to interact with people and stuff. So like, you know, really think about that. Like, do you take responsibility for yourself or do you just take on what you've, perceived around you and like that's again related to the Pluto and Capricorn like you know you're an individual you're allowed to be however you want to be and like that's where then we get into the Pluto what Pluto and Aquarius is all about in the future and you know with what I said about the media it also applies to things like government I mean the two are a lot of ways hand in hand especially in modern times but just you know we we see a lot of I mean especially this year and regardless of your ideas about things like you know, they're hammering home just like 
all of these kind of platitudes of like, you know, like, you know, in the beginning we had like flatten the curve and like, you know, social practice, social distancing. And it's like all great. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like the, the fact that quote, the people in power feel like they have to do that to, to that extreme to treat people, to treat humanity like such children or the fact that humanity actually has to be treated like that is the telling part. Like, so regardless of whichever one is wrong and right, like whether one is full of shit, like say the government's full of shit and they're just being douchebags or humanity really needs to be treated like that. Regardless, like both of those are a reflection of the archetypes I was been talking about. And so both of those indicate, and this is where like you get into like, now you're hearing, you know, you know it's a global crisis and just crisis. You'll hear the word crisis a million times. And just like the death count is brought up and case count. And it's, all of these things all year, like doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom, like, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. It's normal. But, you know, there are some things that like, you know, people talk, I mean, this is where we're getting into like what we, some would consider conspiracy theory, but we talk about like the idea of, you know, a new world order or, you know, oh, those types of things. I mean, this is what people are, this is what it is about. It's this idea that like the governments can coordinate with each other and you know in private sector as well to basically control the world. Like I mean I know that sounds dramatic, but it's you know, this is soft compared to the potential. And it's like, you know, are you are you comfortable? Like this is something that you individually have to address with yourself. It's like are you comfortable with the level of control that the government has? Because it's like, you know, now they can declare a medical emergency for anything and shut down the entire world. Like, and this will happen in the future. And we'll see them do it for things, and not them as a whole, but certain, maybe certain countries will use it. Because it's not, once it's in their wheel, wheelhouse, they have it as a p- possibility. So like, say like, there's a country that wants to like, shut down an uprising. They could declare a medical emergency and sh- you know, do a quarantine. And the perception will be different than if they just wanted to shut down an uprising. Does that make sense? So like now because it's being hidden behind the veil of a medical emergency, it can be used to the ultimate extent for authoritarian control and just the worst possible types of governments. Now, obviously in a lot of Western countries, it won't be at extreme, but like if you think about perception is a lot of things in the world, and especially in politics. Like if, you know, the world sees your country as being good to what you're doing to your people, then you can do whatever the hell you want. But if the world sees them as you being bad, it doesn't matter how good you're being. If the world sees you as being bad, then you have an issue. So it's perception is very important. Obviously what you do matters to some extent, but when we're talking about the perception is just very, very important. And this is where I mean by the media, because the media helps shape perception, which is what I was talking about earlier, is that's why, that's why it's so important. That's why it's such an important issue because then that basically ultimately shapes how we go about things. So going back to kind of like the idea of like a new world order or whatever, I mean, you know, this is going into a slight tangent, but when we talk about like, you know, uh, the UN's Agenda 21 or tw- uh, agenda, agenda 2030 or 2050, like those ideas are about, are very idealistically Capricorn in the sense that we, they want to create the perfect structured world where everything is just understood and controlled and, and not even in like a negative, like dystopian sense. I'm just talking like, it's like, 
it's idealistic because and that idea was born during Neptune and Capricorn. And that is the most important part. It was born during the Neptune and Uranus conjunction in Capricorn. But what's happening now is Pluto is at that point or it has been moving past that point in Capricorn now that happened in the early 90s. And we're seeing both that generation of kids on the streets and out there reacting because basically the idealism is being shattered by Pluto right now in Capricorn. The idealism that that generation was born into because of the time, you know, the early 90s, you know, and there's a lot more to that that I can give examples, but, you know, the UN Agenda 2020 and stuff. And also, I think the uh, European Union had its, like, final charter built in the early 90s and finalized. And so it's just, like, the idea of, like, idealized government in the sense, like, oh, if we just have a better government, then everything will be okay. Like, that's very much Neptune in Capricorn. It's like, you know, and it's very much progressively influenced with the Uranus influence as well. And these aren't bad things, but it's Pluto now is like saying like, all right, here's where your issues are. And they're all going to come out because I'm going to make, and it's a testing in a way. And so just, that's a, a kind of a side issue where it's like the generation now born basically from the late 80s into the late 90s that generation, you know, they're basically in their 20s and 30, like from, well, like 22 to 32, basically, or 22 to 31. Like, those are the people out in the streets. Like, not everyone, obviously, but those are a lot of people kind of going through that transit right now, for lack of better terms. And it's a positive, but it's, it's the, the transit I'm specifically referencing is they have natally Uranus, conjunct Neptune in Capricorn. It's the Uranus-Neptune conjunction generation of the early 90s. Pluto is currently transiting late Capricorn. So it is transiting where they have in their chart Uranus and Neptune, especially Neptune going into the late 90s because Uranus has already moved on. But that's a part of why it's connecting to this generation so strongly. And you know, it's the prime age generation to really cause to... You know, if it was like hitting a older generation, they might not be on the street street as much, like you know, tearing shit up. And but you know, when someone's in their twenties, without this transit, they're kind of, you know, they can be kind of more violent and more prone to aggression and less prone to thinking in a mature way. And so they're going through this transit extra hard, I guess. So give them a pat on the back because when I talked when I went back earlier about you know the needs of. Kids, it's these are the these are the kids who grew up with a, a generation of parents who were very idealistic, but were very detached, and it's shown in the astrology. But that detachment created a, a need for, and these parents also, you know, were anti-discipline in a lot of ways. And this is the kind of the cliche of the millennials. And this isn't every parent, obviously; it's a majority. But it, the lack of any form of discipline because they thought it was bad, mixed with idealized version of parenting where it was very much like detached, but also kind of, you know, progressive in the sense of like, Oh, well, you know, this is a new way to do it. So it's somehow better because it's new because that makes sense because new always equals better. But what it led to is these kids who in order to get their needs met in some ways had to act out. And that's where we, we used to joke about the millennials, like, you know, Oh, they're in the workplace. They're horrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, by the way, I can talk because I am one. I'm not trying to like shit on a generation. I'm, it's important to understand, you know, knowledge is power. So we can look, there's, you know, observations aren't judgments. That's it. That generation, like 
you know, they have to act out to get their needs met, or a lot of them do. And that, you know, it's unfortunate. Like, and this is where you get, like, if you're detached with your kids, they're going to obviously have to act out to get your attention because you're not, it takes more. And so this might be a lesson with society. It's like, what is it that we need to do as society to address the needs of people? And this isn't just the millennial generation. I understand there's the race, race issues and stuff, but it's that generation that is on the streets predominantly. And so there is a connection there. Like it's, it's not one thing or another. It's these, these overlapping things, overlapping issues. But what, what, what are the things that we need to address? It's like, you know, people need structure growing up. Like the first seven years, we know this through Saturn. It's the first quarter of the Saturn cycle. It's like the first seven years are fundamental in developing and setting the, the profound work, you know, the groundwork for found, like of development for the rest of someone's life. And like, you know, if you're not getting your needs met, if you, if you have to, you know, anything child, that's why child abuse is so horrible. It, it, you know, it can completely disrupt the foundation of someone's development. And it's like, that's why it's so despicable just an aside. Um, but you know, that's why at the same time, it's like, how do we get these, this generation to have their needs met where it's like, you know, Capricorn it's the Capricorn generation opposite of cancer. What does cancer provide? Cancer is nurturance. It's love. It's the warmth of a mother. It's like, it's pure nurturance, like not cold, detached daycare. Like that's why that generation, you know, they experience that. Like you can see it in the archetypes because it's the Capricorn generation. But what do they need? They need love, <laughs> nurturance. They need to feel safe. They need to feel secure. Like when you feel secure in your, in your, your mom or your dad's arms or whatever, like the idea of like, or in your home, like, like that's what they need. And like, of course, no one's gonna like admit that on that basic of a level, but how can we, as a society, like, I just, I bring that up because it's so clear. And you, I'm like, I was, I've, I've been wondering for years what the Uranus, Neptune generation, you know, the nearest Neptune and Capricorn generation, like what is, what's gonna become of them? Like what, because, so like I, I mean, I can speak for myself. I have uh, Uranus and Sagittarius. And so when Pluto was in Sagittarius, you know, that was a very powerful transit. So I just, I was curious, like, how hitting both those planets, both Uranus and Neptune at the same time, like, and, you know, I had the Uranus, or the Pluto transit to Neptune a few years ago, and that was also a powerful transit in a different way. But it definitely, it definitely woke me up to the idea of reality in a sense, because, you know, again, the Neptune and Capricorn generation idealizes reality in the sense that they project onto reality their idealized view of it and like what they think it should be, not seeing it for what it is. And specifically with the sign of Capricorn, we can all agree that is probably the worst thing you can do. Like if it was Pisces, that might be a different story or any other sign really. But Capricorn works best with reality. And so Uranus, or excuse me, both Uranus and Neptune specifically, Neptune is not about reality. And so it's, it's a po the positive is yes, they want to create a better society. They idealize a better society. But the issue is they aren't getting it, and not they. I mean, it's, it's more than just one generation. I hope it's the impulse coming through a generation and also in other people as well. It isn't just one generation. I just wanna make that clear because it's more of an impulse of, when I talk about the generation, I'm talking about those planets and the impulse that, that those planets bring to the world, to all of humanity. They just act through generations of people. But, so I just want to clarify that. But the, that generation, they need something. They need, they, you know, they're fighting for an idealized world, but 
at the same time, they have to go through a transformation first to see what reality for what it is. And that's where Pluto's happening right now. And that's hard. Like, I have compassion, but at the same time, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, you want an ideal society? We all have to take responsibility for ourselves. It starts with the individual. You know, society is just a collection of people. If it's a whole bunch of assholes, and a whole bunch of people who just blame and take advantage of others, then your society is going to be a whole bunch of assholes who blame and take advantage of others. You just you can't magically change it otherwise. And so I just want to emphasize that one more time. Just briefly looking ahead, you know, we have the election coming up. Trump will win. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk or anything because I know people don't want to hear that. But like I said, power to conservatism, power to Saturn right now. You know, that's why he's, you know, law and order, quote unquote, is like a big deal right now because it's a big deal right now. People are recognizing that you can't have a society that doesn't have some form of structure in the sense of law and order. It just doesn't work. Like if you don't feel safe in society, then your basic needs aren't met. You know, think about like the whole hierarchy of needs. It's, are your basic needs met? Are you, do you feel safe? Then, then you can build from there. But like I said, if we, you know, you have a generation and this is again, going back to the U S nailed chart and the whole serious series square to Uranus and that whole idea of feeling not like you had a, a safe childhood. And so there's this like level of panic. And so, yeah, you're not going to you know, feel safe in a certain level in society when things are rough, regardless, like when things are violent or when things are destructive, like regardless, like, and it, you know, it's everyone. If pick any group of people, pick any type of person, any, you know, income level, skin color, you know, ideology, whatever, you know, they have their reasons to not feel safe and to kind of have a, not feel secure in the sense and like, you know, to have that, that need taken care of. If there's a need in society that we could address now, it's kind of addressing the need of, because when that is taken care of, then you can build upon that. So I, I, I would also like to just throw in here why I think of it um, about the Dwarf Planet series. Um, the astrologer Jessica Adams wrote a very good article about series and specifically depression. And I just, I highly recommend if you want to keep reading about kind of the like emotional side of series and kind of the reactivity side of series and the extreme, the ups and downs extreme side, like the, the highs and lows extreme side of series and all that. Uh, I highly recommend it because it's a really good article. Um, you can just kind of like search online for, uh, you know, just type Jessica Adams series depression. I'm sure it'll be like one of the first ones that pops up. It's on her website though. It's like probably from like. 2016, I think, 2017. Anyways, I highly recommend that article. Um, I, you know, I, I would link to it, but this is a podcast. And I'm not about to read out the, uh, the whole thing. Anyways, yes. Yeah, she just, in, in, in the article, she talks about, it's like, ex series represents extremes and reactions. And, you know, we can see that in the mythology of, like, her losing her daughter and being taken. And then getting her back for six months of the year. And then losing her daughter to the Hades in the underworld. So, and it, it just, it represents, like, burning it all down in one's wake of anger, upset. And, you know, what does that sound like to you? Like, it's this kind of idea that, like, because I'm suffering, because I'm, you know, because I'm suffering, because I'm going through heartbreak and true, true heartbreak and sadness, not just, like, I'm angry. It's, you know, true heart. I mean, her daughter was taken from her in the myth. So let's not, like, belittle that. But, like, it's, but at the same time, when her daughter was taken from her, she just gave up on her duties of, you know, being the one who brought food and crops to, humanity and the world 
in the mythology. And so they all died. And it's just like, you know, and that just left a wake of famine and death and just, you know, destruction in that sense. Not like, you know, active destruction. It's more like, like just because of the energy of, because you're so hurt and so upset, you just, it, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Like it's just whatever. And you know, and that, that mixed with the Eris energy right now that's happening, you know, on, on a separate, the Eris square Pluto, that the two, cause Eris will burn shit down and fuck shit up intentionally and cause as much destruction as possible intentionally. Whereas series, you know, it's you know, when you're grieving when like, say like you, you know, if anyone who's ever really had a, an intense, you know, heartbreak or loss or, really intense sadness in their life like you know how you feel at that moment like just you feel like you feel numb almost that's probably the better way to put it whereas like you know anger is and you're angry too but it's like a numbing anger and it's just like nothing matters and it's just like ah like you don't want to eat and like you know related to series and famine but like just whereas opposed to like you know mars or series or eris excuse me mars or eris anger is i just want to punch a wall mars or burn down the house eris so just something to keep in mind. It's a serious, really important dwarf planet. It needs you know needs to be used in all astrology, just like Pluto in the same same way. You know, it's like it represents extremes, like the the highs and lows, like something. You know, in your in your nail chart, it's about extremes. And so just keep that in mind. What I was talking about earlier with like the square to Uranus, it can be extremes of like, you know, and we can see that people are expressing true grief and sadness and upset over the way people are, you know, like regardless of one's personal beliefs of things, like whether, you know, how you think people are treated in this country, like after the civil rights, like the, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, yeah, we had the civil rights act and like on paper, things are equal for people, but you know, it takes time culturally in a society. And so it's like, just have compassion for people who are so upset about that. You know, it's like, you know, there are times when in society when things aren't equal or just or, like, for everyone. And, you know, it's, it isn't as what they say about the whole idea of systemic and, like, in the sense that, like, our whole society is just inevitable. Like, it just it was just born racist. Like, uh, that is just not true. Like, I mean, a society, again, represents the people. And so, again, we, you know, you don't, you don't change society first. You change how people are and not in like a negative sense. I mean, you, you, you teach people to take responsibility for themselves. You don't, <laughs> you don't give everyone happy pills, but yeah, it's very important. The, the series, you know, another important thing with like the purpose of this year is like you know, a lot of changes in different sectors of society. You know, we're going to be seeing, you know, and this will be coming in the next couple of years too, but like a big change to like the economy in a positive way. Like it won't collapse in a lot, as a lot of astrologers have predicted. I can promise you it won't be the collapse that we, that they've been predicting it's it's this whole it's this whole fantasy that our country like we're not our country if you're in a different country i apologize that the united states is going to like collapse and just like be like and it's just it's or the fall of rome type of thing i mean it's just oh it's just a it's not going to happen so i don't know what else to tell people um you know you can keep believing it but it's just, it's never going to i mean not never but it's not going to happen at least in our our lifetime and uh yeah, and so instead, just think of it as, like, a transformation. I mean, it's, like, in transformation in the sense of, like, you know, like, think about it on an individual level. Like, when you go through a transformation, you might get a haircut, change the way you dress, change your attitudes about certain things, and, you know, you, 
and it then shifts a whole bunch about how you go about your life. And like, I mean, so it, you know, you're not killing the person and becoming a new person. I mean, it's still you, but you're kind of directing it and you know, you're cutting out the things that don't work while at the same time adding in new things. And that's what it's really about. So don't like, but at the same time, like in that transition, it can be rough, especially when we're talking about the whole society. And so, yeah, it's not a revolution. It's not a death. It's, you know, it's a struggle to get us to grow up. It's the most boring kind of, and like most un, you know, frustrating kind of transits. It's not an exciting revolution. It's not like, you know, oh, we're going to overthrow the government and magic is, ha no, that, that's Neptune talking. And if you understand what I'm saying there, you'll know what I mean. But it's, you know, and that's not a bad thing. Like I get it. I get it. People have been talking about like, you're, you know, people have been talking about this my entire life, like just the idea of like, oh, this is the end of the world or, oh, this is the end of this or this is this. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen as dramatically as people want it to. And that's okay. It's okay to want that. I'm not trying to be like a jerk here. It's just more like, like I said back earlier, it's like Capricorn time. So embrace reality. It's time to be real, not, you know, reality's harsh. Reality sucks. But the sooner you get over that and accept that, then you can start to work with it. You know, you have to embrace reality, understand it before you can change it. You're not going to change it otherwise. And so if you want a better world, you got to get real. And as cliche as that statement is, it's like really true right now. And people think like, oh, well, no, but it's Pluto represents, Pluto and Capricorn represents transformation. Yes, transformations, but it also, it's transformations of the parts that don't work because it also gives power to the parts that do work. It's a positive and a negative. People just want to focus on, especially with, with Pluto and Saturn, people tend to only focus on the negatives of the transits, but they forget that the positives are there too. And there are good things. And like, not everyone is going to be, you know, not everything is bad that has to be transformed. That's Capricorn, just because we don't like the sign of Capricorn. You know, it's like, oh, we don't like Pluto, or we think Pluto is about transformation, and I don't like the sign of Capricorn, so everything that does there is going to be things that I want it to transform with Capricorn. No, it's, there's a ton of positives with Capricorn too. And so that's, again, just a childish mentality that I, going back to, you know, taking a more mature mentality about things. And, you know, people will scoff at this and roll their eyes. And it's like, I got nothing for you then. Like, you know, you'll suffer until you figure it out. And, you know, if you want to suffer your whole life, that's your choice. Especially right now, if you want to suffer more, that's your choice. And, again, personal responsibility. It's not someone else's responsibility. And that's the hardest part because it start there. And then when you do that, then you can focus on how society affects you too. Cause like, obviously it's, you know, we're not all just little islands. We have effect on each other, but we have to start with the self and we're overly focused. We're over socialized, way too over socialized, way too focused on the external, way too focused on how people interact, way too focused on what other people say, what other people think, how they are not at all focused on ourselves except when it's about satisfying our own needs on like a hedonistic level. Like that has to transform and that part of society has to transform. And like, if you're listening to this and you're just like, like just, you know, it's true. That's all I'm going to say. There's probably a ton more I can go into with all this. I mean, you know, we can get into like, you know, everything in different sectors of society, like I was saying is changing. And like, we're talking about like, you know, the, the areas of, Pushing, pushing the Capricorn, like when we're talking about industry, corporations, business, you know, the structures of society that make it work, like, you know, if corners were cut, then those corners will be tested with Pluto. Like, like Pluto brings out the corruption, but also just brings out the, the issues. And so, like, you know, we're seeing, like, you know, even in industries like the hospital system, like in the medical system, like, you know, they, they've been doing, they've even worked, been started doing, like, the whole idea of, like, just-in-time economy and just, like, basically 
having inventory for just a week or two and just kind of keeping it so their books look really good. It's a very Capricorn thing to do. It's like, you know, books look good. You know, we're all good. And as long as times are good, then it's fine. But obviously when times are not good, you'll be tested. And so that's the thing is it's like, if you, if you cut corners, if you try to like push too far in the Capricorn archetype in the sense of like trying to go too far up the mountain too fast without taking, you know, a firm footing in every step, Pluto's going to come back and that's what's happening in this past decade, but especially this year. And so, you know, I bring up the hospital, but you can pick any industry and you can see transformations happening. And like, even before the COVID stuff was happening, there was transformations happening in different, you know, established industries. Like, like I said, media, the news, film, business, I mean, you name it, sports. So, yeah, um, and that's all really important. But we're also, like I said earlier, Pluto gives power, and we're also seeing, you know, corporations merging, buying each other, becoming huge. You know, like, I won't go into details here, but just Marvel, like Marvel Entertainment, the Marvel, you know, the Marvel movies, the MCU, you know, being bought out by Disney and the growth that they've had over the Pluto and Capricorn time. I mean, it's, the timing is insane. It's like, quite literally, they were purchased when Pluto was at like, I think zero or one degrees Capricorn in uh, 2008, 2009. And, you know, ever since then, slowly and steadily, Marvel, the new Marvel under Disney has become over the past decade, over the Pluto and Capricorn decade, the you know largest movie franchise of all time. And it, you know, it was this slow building, expanding, building, expanding, you know, pausing like you know and you know they failed sometimes too i'm not saying i'm not, like you don't have to like the movies to understand how the archetype and at the same time it's like a huge corporation like a huge corporation that like uh, you know disney was already big and then they got way bigger and like you know the same with star wars stuff although star wars is an example a nice example of when you don't go about it the right way but that's for another time but i just it you know because capricorn is about achieving the highest heights you know it's like climbing the top of the mountain and being the best like and like, you know, being able to go from an almost like, you know, broke company, Marvel Entertainment, being bought out by Disney, and then basically building the largest movie franchise in the world is the ultimate example of like from a you know, corporate standpoint, Pluto and Capricorn. So I just want to bring that example up because it's just, it's very, very, works very, very well. And so it's just a nice, like, you don't have to like the movies at all. You can think they suck and still just understand that that is a great archetype or example of the archetype. So I'll probably just leave it at that for now. I'm, I mean, this is just basically like a rant or ramble, but like if there's anything else I can think of later that I think is important, I'll do like an extra episode, put it out just whenever. But um, otherwise, I think I covered like the main idea. I just wanted to kind of convey like, what the purpose of this year is in a sense. It's like, you know, we got to suffer a little, but, it's, but like, I guess, and just leave you with the message that things will get a lot better. I mean, not a lot better, like magically, but things will get better. Like I can promise you, like, you know, starting after, starting after the election, but that's separate from astrology, but starting in late December, December 21st with the uh, Saturn Jupiter conjunction, but then moving ahead into the winter and then, spring of next year things will get better a lot so yeah thank you for listening and uh yeah take care keep your head up just focus on you know your needs those around you and just be kind to others be kind to yourself because it's hard enough we're all suffering and we're all in this together eh.